the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Oh, Canada. Hey, looks like some good news for the regular human beings up north. You know, people who are smart enough to despise and oppose socialism. Could be a good sign for us down here. Canadians may be finally standing up. A conservative, Danielle Smith, was elected premier of Alberta, and she had to fight the same fights that conservatives here have been fighting. Listen to DJ Shamanic, an activist from Yukon Strong. Congratulations to Premier Danielle Smith. I'm so happy for Alberta. Well done. Good job, guys. You kept the socialist cancer out of the heart of conservative Canada. This win is huge and will set the tone nationally for what's to come in this country. The people who have been paying the bills, not the government workers, the government employers, you and me, the Canadian taxpayers who have been systematically robbed and abused by the federal liberal government, we are done. And this is exactly how you do it. If you're a conservative politician, you take note how Danielle won here. This is exactly how you do it. You stay clean. You stay polite. You oppose wokeness. And above all, above all, you confront the legacy media and you stand strong. Those people, they are the ones, these, these messages of, of scaring people into silence and bullying and canceling, these people behind this, they are the ones destroying this country. And it is imperative each and every politician moving forward makes the CBC irrelevant. And what's going to happen now, we're going to see some big things here federally because of Alberta's win. First of all, our energy sector is going to thrive. Second of all, we're going to see probably the birth of the Alberta Rangers. The RCMP is done in Alberta as of right now. And this is wonderful because federal law enforcement has been politically persecuting many Canadians who pay their bills, who have just asked for one simple thing, for their basic human rights to be respected in this country. It's time that law enforcement starts standing up for citizens, not politicians. And finally, this is a huge win for gun owners because now we can count on Alberta's continued support in the fight against federal gun confiscation. Way to go, Alberta. Cheers from the north, and let's ride this wave all the way to a majority conservative federally. So there you have it, and DJ will be here when we come back after this break. And in our second half hour, Star- Sterling Burnett from Heartland Institute will be here to talk about a Harvard study that shows, among other things, windmills could require 5 to 20 times more land than originally thought by all those smart people. Stick around. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. 
You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, on this show, we make a habit of keeping an eye on Canada because Canada's descent into socialism and how it could be a predictor of what a nightmare the U.S. could become if the Socialists and the Democrat Party around here aren't stopped. Well, conservatives in Canada had a big win yesterday. D.J. Shamanic of Yukon Strong joins us now to tell us about it. D.J., thanks for coming on again. Hey, John. Glad to be back. It's great to hear from you again. So, um, the people of Alberta out there in the West uh, elected a new premier, which is our equivalent of governor, yesterday. Why is it a big deal? Well, um, for your listeners who don't know, Alberta is kind of like uh, the Texas of Canada, a very similar culture, ranching farms, a lot of oil development, and uh, they're big on civil liberties, big on hard work, uh, gun ownership, et cetera, et cetera. And over the past few years, um, you know, as you've mentioned, Canada has been on a really rough ride politically. So this is the heart of conservatism here in Canada, is Alberta. And uh, we just won a resounding uh, win under what some would refer to as at least a little bit libertarian uh, premier. So um, this has big ramifications for, for the entire country because Alberta controls a large portion of the oil and gas reserves in Canada. So uh, effectively, they control a lot of the income for the country as well. And this is going to force the folks in Ottawa to start playing ball with conservative politics uh, if the dynamic where uh, we have a thing called transfer payments in Canada. Uh, How this works is basically provinces that are are profitable uh, on their own have to share their wealth uh, with the other provinces to, that aren't doing so well. And generally that's based on, on resource availability. 
And uh, yeah, now that Daniel Smith has won, uh, it's just sent a shockwave through the country. Everyone on social media is just so happy uh, and elated because it's starting to feel like the dark shadow that's descended on our country is, is beginning to lift. So uh, does Danielle Smith, can she say to the people in Ontario who keep electing liberals, uh, you're not getting any more of our money? Well, that's the, that's the conversation. She, she mentioned it last night. So part of the uh, agenda by the progressives in Ottawa, they're, they're talking crazy things. They're talking about uh, banning uh, all gas engines by 2035. Oh, yeah. They're... They're going to cut emissions by 40% by 2030. They're implementing huge uh, climate taxes on oil and gas. And uh, she she directly addressed it in her victory speech last night that she is ready to take on Ottawa head-to-head on this. So there's a whole lack of options that the province has at its fingertips. Uh, one of the things she did with, while she was interim premier was established what's called the Alberta Sovereignty Act. And this is a a very direct move to say, okay, if you keep provoking us, Alberta is going to, you know, basically go out on their own. And for many years now, there's been rumblings of Western separation in Canada. It's still the, the, it's just a a, a spark as of now, but more and more Canadians uh, living out West are getting really fed up with what's happening out there particularly because, as I stated, a lot of the money that Ottawa spends comes from hardworking Western Canadians. And uh, we get consistently abused. Our rights, our, our, our way of life is constantly attacked, and we're constantly demonized and then taxed on top of it. So it's definitely going to be an interesting next few years with Smith at the helm of Alberta. That's interesting um, because... You, it, it could be really aggravating for someone to be out there, way out there in Alberta, knowing that, you know, you're working hard, and especially the people in the oil and gas industry, and producing all this wealth, and the people in Ontario who hate oil and gas are happy to take your money. Does that pretty much sum it up? Well, yes and no. Ontario itself on its own, it is somewhat financially sufficient, to be fair. Like, Ontario does not accept a huge amount of transfer payments from Alberta directly, but the rest of the country does. And in particular, Quebec takes a large chunk, and Ontario gets to decide where the money is spent is really how it's been going. So whether they're getting it themselves, the bottom line is a lot of Albertans are feeling like they're being robbed, more or less. And like I said, their way of life and their their rights, their freedoms, their civil liberties are being constantly trampled on under the Liberal government in Ontario. I noticed that the Liberals won in the big cities, uh, Edmonton and Calgary in Alberta, but uh, Smith won big in the prairie, I guess, uh, similar to what happens here. Uh, Don't people in the cities, uh, I guess the people in the Canadian cities, don't appreciate the value of oil any more than the the people in, I guess, the big cities here? Well, um, yeah, it's definitely a really severe urban-rural divide, and that's pretty consistent across Canada. One of the things a lot of folks like myself are hoping for when uh, the government changes federally here, which by all intents it's looking like Trudeau is finally going to lose right now, uh, if things continue on the trajectory that we're on, um, we're hoping to see some sort of electoral reform that will balance the power. The United States has the Electoral College, which sort of equalizes the power balance between the, the urban centers and the, the more rural yeah, and states. The, and the liberals uh, like are here. fighting that, too. They hate it. Of course, the liberals hate the Electoral College for that reason. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. But in Canada, it's it's really extreme. Basically, the federal election is decided in Montreal and Toronto. It's more or less a, a municipal election between two cities. Uh, if you win that, you basically steal the show, and that's how Trudeau's been clinging on to power by more or less buying people with handouts and other socialist programs in these two urban centers. And the last election is proof in the pudding because he hung on to uh, his 
no less prime minister with the lowest percentage of the vote in Canadian history. So it's uh, it's long overdue that folks out west have uh, more power when it comes to voting because due to the time change, like Canada is a big country, most of the, the provinces uh, west of Ontario, the polls don't even close yet, but the election is already decided. It's Eastern Canada that dictates the election. So you're like going down to vote and the election's already decided. It's it's really an unfair situation that can't be moving forward. And again, that's something that the Liberals here would be more than happy to have happen. They don't. They wouldn't care about that in the least. Um, and that's yeah. why that's why I wanted to have you on. We're talking to DJ Semanic, Yukon uh, Strong, up in Alberta, uh, Canada. They just elected a um, a conservative premier, which is the equivalent of our governor. Um, and you say that this is a sign that Trudeau could be finished. Trudeau is, um, he is obnoxiously liberal, and um, he, uh, he seems like a, a pretty confident guy. He doesn't seem to be affected by any of this uh, pushback. He thinks that he's right, and he thinks that he can't be stopped. That, that's, that's the impression I get down here. Well, to be fair to your listeners, if I could you know, wish you all one piece of advice is look at what happened to Canada. It only took you know, four very short years, and our country went from one of the most free and wonderful places on Earth to a socialist nightmare. Uh, it, it happens very quickly. And uh, you cannot concede ground to these folks on the left anymore because even if they you know, asked for smaller things that may on the surface seem you know, somewhat reasonable. Uh, at the end of the day, they use it as a precedent to springboard to very extreme, uh, un- un- undefined things in the future that it just, you, c- you can't give an inch anymore. And the reality is, yeah, Trudeau, I, I wouldn't even call him a liberal anymore. He's as far left as anyone out there could imagine, and he's quite authoritarian, and um, he's dangerous uh, if he maintains power. If he gets another term in office, um, I don't know what he'll do to this country, but it will not be good. Right now, he's targeting gun owners with federal gun confiscation, handguns, rifles, hunting guns, shotguns, you name it, he is going after everything. There's been documents leaked that they're planning to go door-to-door, but... Um, the police are, in fact, resisting this because they don't want to get involved in it either. So mm. it's really a big mess from every every sort of civil liberty standpoint you can imagine and every economic standpoint you can imagine. You cannot concede ground to these people anymore. They are out for blood. And again, that's why I have you on, because uh, I, I, I think that's what's happening up there. People don't pay as much attention to it as I do. Uh, as I've said here many times, our family is, my mother is Canadian. I'm now a dual citizen. And um, so I am, a, I am hoping I can vote against uh, Trudeau and the next time if I can figure out how to do it. But um, no, the reason I have you on is because what you just said is that it's been four years and it happened so fast. How did it, ha- how was it allowed to happen so fast? What happened? Well, it's kind of like the boiling frog in a pot sort of analogy. Like mm-hmm. if you throw a frog in boiling water, he'll jump right out. But if you slowly turn up the heat, he'll stay in there till he dies. And uh-huh. that's what Trudeau has done. And they've really started at the ground up with our education system. You know, there's an entire generation now uh, being raised that really doesn't have a grasp on the truth on many issues. There's you know, everywhere from radical gender ideology and, and made-up pronouns, etc., to uh, other, you know, political narratives that, that are being injected into kids at a, a, a young age in the classroom. And the kids don't really have a choice, right? Their teacher is an authority figure. They're a captive audience. They have to listen. You know, students in universities, they have to they have to subscribe to certain political viewpoints now in order to pass classes. And um, then these people go on out into the real world and many of them seek jobs in government and, and um, media to influence change. It's, I would argue it's an entire generation that's being 
raised to become activists rather than, you know, working and productive citizens. And uh, this is the end result, slowly but surely. You know, one of the big red flags for me that we saw was when he first, uh, just out of the blue, decided to change the narrative to use some awkward pronouns. And then he's been passing free speech, anti-free speech laws. Bill C-11 um, seeks to allow the government to limit and filter what's what's viewable on social media, what's acceptable as quote-unquote Canadian content. Um, and most of us up here, we're on to it now, and we feel that he'll be using this as a tool for the next election because everyone hates him now. And he's the only way he's going to hang on to power is by censoring his opponents online. And I, I have two words. Uh, thank God for Elon Musk. Uh, he's really had a big effect on here. We've been we were so censored up here on every platform in Canada on so many issues. It's it's really been a game changer, and I think we're going to start turning things around here moving forward. Wow, everything you just said there is is exactly what people, the conservatives here. Uh, are afraid of or uh, have been warning about, and they're told that they're they're paranoid and they need to grow up and it's not going to happen. Calm down, and you've seen it happen. It's amazing, um, and and that's why again I think it's so valuable to talk to people who are seeing it happen in their country and you're trying to turn it around. I got a couple of minutes left here. Um, I, 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 you mentioned the media. I, I know the media up there are very much pro uh, Trudeau. I don't have time to get into that, but what, what I thought was interesting, and I only have about two minutes, uh, we have an FBI problem here, again, for a nice comparison. You have a Canadian mounted police problem in Western Canada. How does the win by conservatives help with that, and who would the Alberta Rangers be? Well, that's another interesting point to bring up. Yes, during the COVID lockdowns and stuff, there were uh, severe abuses inflicted on innocent Canadians by uh, our, our government agencies. And it wasn't just the RCMP. Many of them you know, were, quote-unquote, just following orders. But at the end of the day, what we found out here in Canada is that there, there's a direct link between law enforcement now and, um, you know, our, the political party in power. And uh, Daniel Smith has promised to remove the RCMP, which is our version of the FBI, and replace them with a provincial uh, police force called the Alberta Rangers to ensure that Ottawa does not have the ability to force issues in the province. So, like I said, it's a game changer. And one thing you, you mentioned there, John, I'd really like to stress to your listeners is um, you said that the conservatives down there are being accused that, oh, it's it's not a big deal, you're imagining things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen to me very carefully. Whatever you're imagining, what they're planning will be far, far worse. You cannot give them one inch. You listen to me very carefully. Down, get rid of Biden and, and move forward. The United States is a beacon of freedom in this world, and uh, my mother's American. And uh, just like Alberta is leading the way for Canada, I'd like to see the United States lead the way for the rest of the world. Well, I, you know, um, I'm with you on that. And again, I mean, I've had you on here for like 15 minutes. You've mentioned about eight or ten things that are exactly the kinds of things that we're dealing with here. And uh, that's why I wanted to have you on. Very valuable, I think, to our listeners. And I, I hope everybody in the United States, much less the people who listen to this show, uh, follow the example of what you're doing up there in Canada, DJ. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, John. Anytime. Okay. That's DJ Semantic, Yukon Strong. You can find him on Twitter at Yukon Strong. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The stakes remain high for both President Biden and House Speaker McCarthy after striking a budget deal to avert a default. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton has the report. They may have reached a bipartisan agreement, but hard work remains for both the president and House Speaker. They each have to persuade lawmakers and their parties to vote for it in both the House and the Senate. I strongly urge both 
both chambers to pass that agreement. Some lawmakers on the far right and far left don't like the compromise and won't support it, so the deal will require votes from Democrats and Republicans for approval. Greg Clugston, the White House. And a federal court ruling has cleared the way for Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma to settle thousands of legal claims over the toll of opioids. The Dow is down 101 points, the Nasdaq up 71. This is SRN News. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Mike Gallagher says we have bigger fish to fry. I almost fell off the couch. Do you know they're changing the names of all these military bases? that have Confederate generals in the title, like Fort Benning in Georgia, changing the name. There's like five or six military bases. That's what we're worried about? This is what the Democrats sit around and worry about? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. At Ethos Life, we busted all the myths about getting life insurance. Like myth number one. Life insurance? I can't afford that. At Ethos, we have term life policies everyone can afford, with policies as low as $7 a month. Or myth number two. I have a life insurance policy through work. That's good enough. With workplace coverage usually only equal to a year's salary, that won't nearly be enough to cover your family's ongoing and future expenses. A long-term, affordable policy from Ethos can give you the peace of mind that if something happens to you, your family is well covered for years to come. Myth number three. Getting life insurance? It's just too complicated. At Ethos, our 100% hassle-free online process can give you a quote in seconds, application in minutes, and coverage in hours. With no medical exams or blood work needed, just answer a few health questions. Get your free online estimate at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Rates will vary based on age, underwriting, face amount, and type of policy. Hey, John Stoggerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 57. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 85. Mainly clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 56. Sunshine Thursday, very warm. We'll reach a high Thursday of 87. Clear and moonlit Thursday night, low 59. Mostly sunny Friday, hot with a high of 90. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, words uh, can't describe how much I despise windmills. They're really, really ugly. Uh, They're really big and ugly. And I I always think of Ted Kennedy when I see one because he lost his mind a long time ago when it was suggested that they put some off the coast of Hyannisport and it would ruin his view. He somehow was able to put an end to that, I think. Well, now there's a study out there by Harvard, Harvard, that says they just might be as dumb as they look. Uh, I mean, windmills I'm talking about. Uh, H. Sterling Burnett is managing editor at the Heartland Institute. He joins us now. And, Sterling, uh, I've only had I had you on just recently, but I saw this. I had to get you back on to talk about this. How you doing? 
I'm doing okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's two studies out of Harvard, and there's a, a study out of China as well, basically saying there's all sorts of problems with wind turbines that have not been accounted for, uh, and and they should be that they are not as green as they have been uh, sold to us by the green energy hucksters in Congress and uh, in industry. Yeah, so I had to get your take on this one. Uh, the Harvard study says that this is when you think about how ugly these windmills are, and and we don't have any around here. So no, people around here, they, we just don't see them. There's no, I don't, I don't know of any place around here where you can ride down the highway and see, you know. 10 of them off in the distance anywhere, much less 20 or 30 or 50 of them. But this Harvard study says that 5 to 20 times more land than originally thought would be needed to transition from coal to wind or or solar. That is a lot of windmills. Yeah, they actually estimated that to uh, to meet current U.S. energy demand using wind, would take a, a third of the continental United States. It sounds like a good idea. Picture, picture that. A third. So uh, you pick which part, you know, which third of the United States you want to lose. But but, but be clear, it's not going to be in the mountains, right? Not, right? not on the mountain sides, maybe on the peaks. The truth is, uh, I've been to Pittsburgh. I was at a Society for Environmental Journalists conference there. And not too far outside of Pittsburgh, uh, in the mountains, are wind turbines. Mm-hmm. They often don't turn, <laughs> but they're there, yeah. marring your mountainscapes. They had to cut out, cut down the trees at the mountain, at the mountain tops to make uh, make it safe for uh, non functional wind turbines. But um, so you pick the third of the country you want to lose. Uh, we're not going to build them in shipping lane, you know, in rivers. So that's out. Right. Uh, they won't be on the sides of the Rocky Mountains. So that's out. Uh, but you pick, so how much farmland are we willing to lose to these things? Um, and, you know, so the energy density is bad. They say the energy density even for solar is bad. Uh, but then it turns out their second study says it warms, that they actually warm the earth. Yeah. That they're, they're going to produce at night as much as a 1.5 degree increase in temperature. Yeah, it said uh, that if they if they do add the number of windmills that it would take to make a difference, the average surface temperature in the continental United States would go up 0.24 degrees. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I don't know. They're telling you that, w- that we need these hideous things uh, because we want to lower the temperature of the earth. And now a Harvard study says that if they use the number of windmills that they need to use— It'll raise the the the, uh, the temperature of the earth. Is this something that are these issues that are going to slow the wind people down? Do you think the windmill people down? Uh, well, probably not because they don't follow the science. And never have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, science. It, it, science be damned when it comes to wind turbines and solar panels because they've never made sense from an environmental standpoint. So, if you if you recall, John. Uh, just a few short years ago, when Obama was president, we signed something called the Paris Climate Agreement. And the whole goal, the entire goal of the Paris Climate Agreement, was to prevent temperature from rising 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. And we were already at 1.2 degrees above pre-industrial levels. Well, if you coat the world, according to this study, if you coat the world with wind turbines to prevent global warming, you're going to get the 1.5 degree temperature rise that you were trying to avoid. Yeah, and and here's the thing, uh, and you mentioned uh, um, um, a power density, I think you called it. One of the scientists, uh, a guy named Lee Miller, says, this is a quote, for wind we found that the average power density, meaning the rate of energy generation divided by the encompassing era, area of the wind plant, <laughs> was up to 100 times lower than estimates by leading energy experts. What yeah. other area are any scientists al- allowed to be off by a hundred times in their estimates? I can't think of a, I, I can't think of a single one. I, I sure wouldn't want the guys doing those estimates to be building any bridges or yeah. skyscrapers or anything yeah. like that. But this is a guy uh, from you know, Harvard, by the way. This isn't. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's not. It's not some conservative group. I'm yeah. sh- in fact, they're very clear. 
if they think we need to go to wind, they just say we should be aware of what the impact's going to be. Yeah, they don't. But, they're not saying don't do now, it. Yeah, no, no, no. They're not saying don't do it. They just say, you know, this is what's likely to happen if you do it, and what, and how many more turbines than you calculated we're going to really need. So, you know, the interesting thing is they're talking about power density. There are three virtues of coal nat- and natural gas and nuclear for um, electric power. The first one is cost. The second one, and the most important one in my view, is, is reliability. But the third is power density. The reason we went to coal to produce electricity is because it produces a lot of power from a very small amount of resource. The footprint on land and the amount of uh, physical resource is relatively small. The same is true for natural gas. But for wind, you have to take up, you know, a third of the United States just to power the United States' current demand, not future demand, mind you, not not any growth, just current demand, a third of the continental United States. Uh, you, you know, you'd have something similar, I suppose, in Europe, uh, maybe worse. Uh, you have, you know, you, you have to cut. Basically, by the end of the day, if you really wanted to power the world, let's leave aside all the power lines and whether it's feasible to string them across uh, oceans, uh, probably it would take uh, more than the continental United States being taken up entirely by wind turbines to power the world. Yeah. And, of course, you, you get the temperature rise you're trying to avoid in the process. That's the killer for me, right? For the past two weeks, I've been hearing that El Nino is going to put us above 1.5 degrees. Well, if that's true, then we're all dead because that's what they said is going to happen. The world's coming to an end if we go by 1.5 degrees. Now they say this year El Nino by itself might take us above 1.5 degrees. Well, if that doesn't, we keep building wind turbines. We'll get there anyway. Don't worry. Well, so it, it seems there's no way out. Mm-hmm. And there's something called wind shadows. Uh, again, yeah. if you if you see one windmill sitting out in a field somewhere, uh, and it's who I don't know why it would you know I've seen like isolated ones. There's one up near Grove City when I'm riding up uh, north on 79 here. Uh, I think there's a windmill up there. I don't know why it's like one windmill. So if you see that and you think okay somebody's got a windmill, maybe it's you know powering a few homes. I don't know what it's for, but if if you're going to have the number of windmills that these guys are talking about. They create something called a wind shadow because, uh, you know, one, I guess it's the, I'm not a scientist, but it's something to do with one windmill being in close proximity to another and then another one being in post, close proximity to yeah. that one. The more, the, yeah. the, 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 the greater the density of the wind farm, the wind facility, you know, the more turbine you have to build on the smaller yeah. piece of land, uh, it, they actually disrupt wind flows to, downwind turbines, <laughs> which means you have to build more turbines yeah. to get the same amount of wind power, right? Oh, and yeah. you got to remember this. It's not as if the people designing these things are complete idiots. Mm-hmm. They know that there are some places where wind makes the most sense because of prevailing winds, because of the way the wind blows. Right. Now, that's why they kill so many birds, because those are typically migration routes, because mm-hmm. the wind blows fairly constantly. But we're running out of migration routes, so we're having to build them in more and more locations, which are less and less favorable to wind. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's a three stooges skit, is what it is. Right. We're talking to Sterling Burnett. He's managing editor at Heartland Institute. And the thing about it, Sterling, is that they're so big and so ugly and so imposing that. If you do happen to, if, if we do live long enough to see this insanity, I probably won't. But if we do, um, you are going to be reminded of it everywhere you go because they're going to be they're going to be looming over the top of your head as you're as you're walking around because they're that they're that imposing. But well, you'll be reminded of it when you're indoors and your power goes. Well, out that too. But I, I'm just talking about just the the pure hideousness yeah. of them. You know. They're going to be a reminder that the that power that's not as good as it used to be is the, the it's they make up for that by having this ugly thing down the street from you. So yeah, you know, I was just in Massachusetts last week on vacation, and I saw three coal power plants along rivers that had been closed. Mm-hmm. 
in the, it, it, by the same token, I saw probably two dozen. Typically, it was sort of weird how they spaced them out. But it was like five here and five there, wind turbines. And then there was one lone one. Like you say, sometimes you just see a single turbine. But probably I saw a couple of dozen. And sometimes they were turning, right? I was traveling all over, seeing different sites. I was being a tourist. And sometimes they'd be turning, and I'd say, well, at least they're producing power. The coal plant would be producing more power, but at least they're producing power. But then other times they wouldn't be turning at all. So you don't have the coal plant, and the turbines aren't turning anything. And, of course, they had uh, solar farms uh, alongside every highway that I saw just about. They're hideous. Uh, which which uh, destroys the land underneath it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really good for creatures living underneath solar panels. That's a <laughs> that's a, a, a good thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then of course the day we got there, it was raining and overcast, and so they weren't producing any power. It's <laughs> uh, it's it, it. Like I said, it's a comedy of errors. Uh, this is wind power is the the Goldilocks of power. The wind has to be. Uh, is, proceeding at just the right speed if it's too low it doesn't mm-hmm. turn if it's too fast we've got to turn them off um uh, and you know it's it's three stooges Abbott and costello skit whatever it is it's like look you didn't you, someone's making a lot of money oh, yeah. and it's not because they're producing a lot of good mm-hmm. they're they're building these things to replace power systems that worked um and, and providing us with unreliable power, and now the bill, the environmental bill, because it's all about the environment, right? Right. The environmental bill is coming due. Mm-hmm. It turns out, as I've always said, if when you talk about energy, there is no green energy source, if by that you mean an energy source that has no environmental impact whatsoever. But no one wanted to study the environmental impact of wind. We just had to get them up quick. Well, here's- And they're putting them up faster all the time. Well, here's the here's my favorite quote. Now, again, this is uh, some Harvard scientists. This was from the Harvard Gazette. It's Harvard. Harvard. It's the uh, Ivy League. It's these people that are smarter than everybody else in the world. They, they went to Harvard. Well, here's my favorite quote. And it, everything that we've just talked about here are the stupidity and, you know, the, the, uh, the fact that they don't work the way they're supposed to. Quote, if your perspective is the next 10 years, wind power actually has, in some respects, more climate uh, impact than coal or gas. If your perspective is the next 1,000 years, then wind power has enormously less impact than coal or gas. So what they're saying is that everything that they've been telling us about wind, uh, it's, it's for the year 2020, uh, 2123, it should everything should be good then. We won't have any pollution. We'll have all the power we need. A thousand years. So, I'm, yeah, I, that's I, the perspective. I, yeah, I try to think about what they might have been saying back in uh, what's a thousand years ago? Uh, twelve, twelve twenty three, whatever. What, yeah. Around the time, around the time the Normans almost conquered uh, conquered yeah. Uh, England. Yeah. What were they saying then about you know what 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 we were going to be doing a thousand years later? I don't know yeah. about you, uh, Sterling, but I'm okay with letting the people in 2123 figure it out. I have a feeling they'll be able to do it by then. What do you think? A thousand well, you know, years from now. Yeah, the funny thing is it, their their calculation is just dead wrong. And why is that? There's not a single turbine that we will construct in the next 50 years that will be around for a thousand years. We'll have to constantly be rebuilding them yeah. and replacing them and tearing them down and somehow disposing of these billions of of huge hulking towers and blades that will have to be built in the next over the next thousand years and uh the all the minerals that will have to be mined over the next thousand years it's mm-hmm. idiotic for them to make any claim like that now and here's another one <laughs> again this is harvard they said the the warming effect of wind turbines in the continental United States. Now remember that. Now this is what they're talking about doing this because of the warming effect that they want to stop. The, the warming effect of wind turbines in the continental United States would be larger than the effect of reduced emissions for the first 100 years. Okay? So whatever they're doing now 
it's going to be worse as far as warming for 100 years. So it's, but the payoff's yeah. going to come in 20, uh, 21, uh, yeah, 20, 20, uh, one, uh, 20, 2100, 21, yeah, something like that, 100 years from now. And well, I, it's, it's uh, well, 20, 21, yeah. 23. I said, that's, I, no, that's, that's just the, uh, that's just the uh, immediate. Well, I said I, I said twenty one twenty three. I should have said thirty one twenty three. A hundred years from yeah, now. Yeah, that's what yeah. earlier. Yeah, earlier yeah. was a thousand years. Yeah, yeah thirty one twenty three. Yeah, but but so, so why would anybody trust their predictions for the next hundred years? They ha- they've been wrong for fifty years on all this stuff about you know the well, New York being underwater and all you know, everything that was going to happen that uh, Al Gore told us about ten years ago. Yeah, no more snows in Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Polar bears. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, look, a it's a great question, and the answer is there's no good reason to trust them. Right on on the long term impacts, all we can all we can be pretty confident about is the short term impacts. Mm-hmm. And from what they say, what they admit is the short term impacts are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a hundred so, years from now, they'll start. You'll start to notice a difference, maybe if you're you know if you live uh, that long. I I, I suspect that. Uh, the my confidence in that prediction is just as great in my confidence. My weatherman telling me what the weather's going to be like December of 2023. Yeah, and and how is this study that they did? I love your dog, by the way. Don't worry about him barking. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. How is this? How is what kind of dog is it? The German short hair, and it thinks that if anyone comes within, as far as I can tell, uh, a thousand yards of the block that I live on. <laughs> yeah. That he needs to either warn them off or let them know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, listen, I got less than a minute. How is this study anything but an advertisement for sticking with oil and natural gas? That's my last question. Well, it's it's not. I mean, you know, look, you've asked all the right questions. Should we trust their predictions for the for a thousand years from now or even a hundred years from now? No. That's the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Does it does is it a ringing endorsement of coal and natural gas and nuclear? Of course it is. We they work better. They produce energy now, and they're cheaper, and they won't produce all the disastrous consequences that these wind and solar turbines will build, even if they weren't warming the globe. I mean, even if they weren't warming the globe, they're idiotic. But now we find out they're warming the globe, and they will take up all of our open space. And they're ugly. There's yep. nothing to recommend them. There's yeah. nothing to recommend them. Hey, Sterling, always good to have you on. I'm sure I'll see some stupidity along the line. Have you on again soon. Okay. I look forward to it. Right. Take care. Thanks. That's Sterling Burnett, Heartland Institute. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax. They know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. 
Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, my guest, uh, well, both of my guests are great, but um, I always like having Sterling on. But uh, DJ Semantic, he uh, he should be on Fox News uh, with that message he gave here, which is, which is that it's, you, you need to look to Canada because they have succeeded there in four years of getting it to the brink of being a totally different country from what it was four years ago. And that and that can happen here. And his point was how fast it happened in Canada. And so don't give an inch. So I have about a minute left, and I haven't really had a, any time to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is transgender insanity. So here's a little story from PJ Media. Leading feminine hygiene brand accused of erasing girls in new guide for periods. Are you ready for this? Every This is a quote. Every month, bodies with female sex organs prepare for pregnancy, says a 22-page booklet entitled Puberty and Confidence Guide for Everyone, published by the manufacturer, manufacturer of feminine hygiene products always. Throughout the booklet, the manufacturer refuses to mention the actual target audience of information, you know, girls and women, instead always substitutes the phrase bodies with female sex organs. That's what a woman has been reduced to by the people who make always. And I can guarantee you one thing about that product and the reason to do that, the the person who did that, he's a Democrat and it's a he. John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.